Cueto from the crowd. Whoa. <laughs> Cueto drops the... <laughs> they rattled him. Yeah. He dropped the balls. He was ready to go into the windup. Here's the 2-1. And there's a fly ball to left center field. That ball's deep toward the wall. And it is gone. Russell Martin clears the deck against Johnny Cueto. It is 2-0. Bring up Starling Marte, the last shot for the Pirates. Pitch is in the air to right field. That's dropping, and that's a base hit, and it's a one-run game as Starling Marte delivers an opposite field single to score Mercer. 2-2. Ground ball. Fair ball. Wow. Right and right. This is going to tie the game. I don't believe it. Here comes the throw to third. Safe. Vita Bella. Vita Bella. Vita Bella. It's tied up. Unbelievable. By Rosenthal. The pitch. Swing and line drive. They've done it again. The place is a mob scene. It's chaos. Pandemonium. The Buckos have come back to beat the Cardinals. They're two and a half out at the All-Star break. I mean, I think this season's over. I think I think that the Yankees aren't even going to make playoffs. No, yeah, they will. It's it's dude, it's we're, it's done. It's in a month. We're going to be talking about who's going to be hosting the wild card game: the Seattle or Oakland. Oh, I love it. I know they have six games up right now. But it's just it's not it's not looking good. I'm not I'm not optimistic. And they're about to start a four game series against the Red Sox tonight. If they if the, if they get swept, which the way they're playing right now wouldn't surprise me at all. Done over. Start selling you them off. You can't say that. It's early August. First of all, second of all, that would bring joy to every baseball fan. Except the Yankees, obviously. But to see the Mariners and the A's in the wildcard game would be incredible. I love it. People love the Yankees. No. It's not a, outside of New York. It's a rag to riches story. The team that they rebuilt. <laughs> uh, they, they scraped the, well, the middle of the standings for half a season, and then they <laughs> were able to claw their way back up to the top. Well... We thank you for turning into episode 30 of the Baseball Podcast. That introductory audio was a call we've used before. Greg Brown uh, calling the infamous Cueto playoff game. The legend. When it was the Reds versus the Pirates. And then the Pirates coming back in a playoff game against the Cardinals. And uh, that's just a little tribute because of the big move the Pirates made to obtain Chris Archer at the deadline, which was, I mean, I didn't think they were going to be buyers, but, you know, this is obviously not... Not just a rental; he's locked down for till twenty twenty one. So, yeah, it's a really interesting move, and I think like the two teams that were the finalists were, I, I think it was like the Pirates and the Padres. So, like two, I mean, the Padres definitely they're not considering themselves contenders. The the Pirates have had this nice little streak lately, um, where they've kind yeah, of, they've put themselves somewhat back in contention. I mean, they're seven games out of first, 
and uh, they are four games out of the, a very crowded wild card. So, I mean, I don't love the fact that they're considering themselves contenders, but I do love this trade. They also added Keon Keller, who's a really good reliever. So you put him with Rivera, that's a good back end of your bullpen. But I mean, I don't think they're under the disillusion that they're that it's meant for this year. You know what I mean? That yeah. this is what they need to be a playoff team. This is this is a good starting pitcher who's locked down on a very team friendly contract for another three years. So you right. gotta like it. Right. No, you're 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 totally right. And I I, I think that like the one thing that that is worth discussing is like this guy for some reason has been thought of as an ace, and we've talked about this before, but he hasn't for years. Like you, you mentioned top pitchers in baseball, and like Chris Archer's name always comes up, and he hasn't pitched like an ace in a long time. Uh, he's had a plus four ERA, I think, for a couple seasons in a row, and there's all this talk about his peripheral numbers being better, but like at a certain point, if you're if you're arguing that their peripherals are showing they're actually a better pitcher then that has to turn into a better performance. And it's been a couple of years. It's not like it's just one season or half a season, you know. He, so. You know who he sounds like when you, when you lay it all out like that is Garrett Cole. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Like so they, ma- they traded yeah. Garrett Cole, and he becomes this, like, monster of a pitcher. Or at least he had, like, a monster first half. And then they're trading for someone that kind of the league is expecting – like I think, kind of the the idea of, of among baseball fans, is like, oh, now that Archer is on the Pirates, like their legendary pitching coach is going to turn him into like what he's supposed to be. Um, we'll see. I do like it though, and I like that the Pirates yeah. are like adding instead of subtracting. I think there's some exciting young players on there. I love Josh Bell. I know, yeah, I know absolutely. I, I know he's not necessarily like the building block of that team, but that dude is awesome. Um, yeah, and they, and they gave up a couple building blocks to get Archer and Glasno, who's a 25-year-old pitcher, and Austin Meadows, who was their outfielder that came up this year. The Austin Meadows one is really surprising to me. The Glasno one makes sense. But, yeah, I, didn't, I wasn't expecting Austin Meadows to, to move. So, um, yeah, I but, mean, you knew, you knew it was going to be a high price tag just because of not only his talent but his contract. So. Yeah. Are you su- and, surprised by the return? Um, I thought it would be, you know, like an MLB-ready pitcher and a, you know, high prospect. I, I didn't necessarily expect Meadows either, but... Yeah, I mean, it seems... I, like, I like it. Like, I like to trade for both sides, really. It's, it's, it seems like they could have gotten more, especially because we've been talking about Archer getting traded for, like, the last three years, and teams being in on him and like this is like all that build up and like the best you could do is a pitcher who's basically a two pitch pitcher who's kind of a failed starter and they're trying to figure out what they're going to do with them so perfect for I guess for Tampa because they don't have starters anymore (laughs) and then Austin Meadows who's like this prospect that like didn't like once he got up like his value is starting to diminish a little bit and it seemed like kind of they traded both of like Glass now and Meadows were like moved at the right time before their value plummeted, but maybe you could ar- argue the same for Archer too. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, this Obviously, is, with any trade, time will time will tell. Yeah, I just kind of expected more of a prospect return. Like I expected somebody like a Mancada or like a Torres in this trade, just because of how long they have him for, and he's a you know a starting pitcher and. Yeah, and and I thought I thought it would be more prospects as well, just because San Diego is in it and the depth of their farm system. Yeah, and the the amount of quality of prospects they have, but I like it. I think I'll like watching him play in Pittsburgh, and he's when he's on the Rays, he wore number twenty two, which you know McCutcheon wore forever over there. So now he'll be number twenty four on the Pirates. He should just wear twenty two. They're not. They're no. not. They're not going to retire Kutch's number. Come on, are you kidding me? I know, but it's too soon. It's too soon. They tra- um, traded him away for peanuts in the off season. What do they care? <laughs> Did you? See, there was a guy on Twitter who predicted this exact trade like two years ago. <laughs> he like says the, it's going to be Meadows and Glass now for Archer. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, it's insane. It's funny that like two years ago that meant something so much different. Than it does today, <laughs> but we were talking. We've been. We were. I was texting you about this this week. I, I kind of think that the Rays are becoming my new favorite team. No, this no, they're disgusting. This is the weirdest, grossest team. But like, I can't. I can't help it. I. I think that uh, until they get good, until they start to threaten the the Yankees again. But they also, if we can jump around for a second, they also added Tommy Pham in a really surprising trade for yeah um, with the Cardinals. The Cardinals and, front office is saying "eff it," and they're doing whatever they want. Yeah, we'll get into them. We got we got a lot. We got a lot of crazy. This is a really crazy trade deadline, and like in that. There was teams that you didn't think were going to be involved. There was a lot of trades that seemed to be like out of spite or personality. Like we're getting this person out of here because you know, um, yeah. It was just it was a a really weird trade deadline. But I just want to I just want right. to talk to you about this amazing Tampa Bay lineup that we have right now. <laughs> so your outfield is Tommy Pham. Kevin Kiermeyer, who I think doesn't get enough love. That this dude's amazing. And yeah. your favorite, Carlos Gomez. The worst. And they got <laughs> Malik Smith, who's now like a backup, a utility utility outfielder for them. Where's Meadows go? He go to AAA? Yeah, I assume so. Um he's at least he's not listed on their depth chart. So he could he could be in the mix right away, I'm not sure. Um, and then at first base, you have my man, Jake Bowers, who I think this dude's going to turn into a beast. Um, Joey Wendell at second, Adam, whatever, you don't care about this side of it. But, but I do love a Matt Duffy. Um, and then your favorite, CJ Crone at DH. God. <laughs> Gross. And then this like insane bullpen that's like the, the largest bullpen in Major League Baseball right now. That's headlined by Sergio Romo. This <laughs> <laughs> is such a crazy team. And they DFA'd a uh, Danny Hitchavaria. Right? Yeah, I thought that was weird. 
crazy. I mean, I guess what I think the most surprising part of that to me was that they couldn't find a trade partner for him. Yeah, really. Like I know this dude. He has not been. Like after that trade, I went and like looked up his stats because I was very confused by that, and he hasn't been that good of a hitter ever in his career. And I guess this is a year where he's even down more than his normal like two twenty batting average, mm. but I guess his defensive metrics have slipped a little bit, so that might explain why, but you just think of this guy as being one of the premier defensive shortstops in the league, so it's pretty surprising, but I, don't know, I, think, All right. I think this team, though, it's going to be something pretty soon, and then I can go back to hating them again, but I think they're going to screw it up. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Alright, so you want to get into uh, the trades? We'll break it down by division, starting with the AL East. The most important. Yeah. And your division-leading Boston Red Sox got... They already had probably the grossest second baseman in Dustin Pedroia. <laughs> and then they said, who's the second grossest? Oh, Ian Kinsler. Let's go get him. Who also, they happen to be like friends and college teammates. Uh, oh, of course they are. So if we can think about this subjectively, which is going to be hard to do, because it's one of our least favorite players replacing our least favorite player. But I do kind of like this for them. Um, they've got him purely for defense. Uh, it gives them some flexibility. Um, then they don't have to play uh, Nunez and what's his face Brock Holt at second anymore. They can move everyone. <laughs> like, and then you know they're having some issues at third too, so that gives them some ability to move some people to third. Like Nunez can play third instead of when uh, old. Uh, Walnut Cheeks is uh, messing up, but Devers. <laughs> Walnut Cheeks. The Squirrel Man, yeah. But, yeah, what do you think? Are you, uh, you a fan? No, I mean, subjectively, sure, maybe it's good, but it's like, uh, gross. I don't even want to look at it. Like, come on, Ian Kinsler in a Boston Red Sox uniform, being happy? I don't want to see that. <laughs> and then they went out and they got your boy... Ivaldi for a prospect. I mean, I love this trade because just I just Ivaldi sucks. Just watch. <laughs> He's done this so many times, and I know his first start with the Red Sox was lights out. He was amazing, but I've seen this movie way too many times before. Give it, give it two weeks. They're gonna be death threats coming to his house from Red Sox fans. This, he can't. He's. <laughs> Two more starts. That, that, that's what I give you before, before the wheels come off. He throws, he's going to sunny gray himself. He throws a 99-mile-per-hour fastball with absolutely no movement. Ask Hunter Strickland how that goes. <laughs> this is, it's it's going to be great. It's going to completely blow up in their face. Um, if there's a chink in the armor of this team, which I don't know if there actually is, but it is the back end of this rotation. Um, and then Chris Sale has got on the DL. I don't know how serious that's going to be. But Porcello is inconsistent. Pomeranz is inconsistent. We'll, we'll see. what it, Rod- Rodriguez is also on the DL. So, I don't know. We'll see, we'll see what happens. But right now this team is just kind of looking like an unstoppable force that's just never going to lose again. <laughs> 
All right. And then your Yankees went out and got Lance Lynn, Ian Happ, and Zach Britton. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Let me let me be let me be let me let me try and be optimistic about this. I, my biggest problem is there is a clear need for another reserve outfielder and another reserve infielder. There was people out there that could have gotten. They even made a trade with the Cardinals that had multiple options for them. They didn't, they didn't, they instead took some, they basically got Tyler Austin, who's like a career AAA guy, and then traded Tyler Austin away for Lance Lynn. So, I mean, I just, I'm very frustrated on that part. And I think everyone has like talked about this Yankees offensive juggernaut, which I think is about to crumble because you don't have Gary Sanchez. And even when you did, he wasn't hitting the way he was supposed to. Judge is on the DL. Hopefully he'll be back healthy and normal, but maybe not. Stanton is having a fine season, but he's not the power hitter that everyone was predicting that he'd be. He's only hit like 24 home runs. Greg Bird, who even knows what this guy is? He's not turned into the player that we, everyone was expecting. I think there was just like a lot of expectation of players turning into like major offensive forces, and that hasn't happened. So I'm very pessimistic. I don't know why they didn't get at least a utility player. Why didn't they? Why didn't they get another catcher? Like you're really going to go possibly into the postseason with Higashioka as your backup catcher? That's ridiculous. Stupid. <laughs> AJ Ramos was gotten for for cash. For cash, not even for a player. Who? Uh, Wilson Ramos? Wilson Ramos. Sorry, not AJ Ramos. Wilson and I think I said Ian Happ. I meant J Happ. Sorry. Yeah, really. Imagine that team with Ramos on it. Stupid. All right. Well, I'm glad you vented uh, all that frustration <laughs> and I, now. And I didn't address a single one of the trades they actually made. Um, yeah. I hate it. It'll be Happ ha- to, to the rotation and Lynn to the bullpen, right? Well, I hated the Happ trade when it happened. And then after I like actually looked at it, I was like, oh, this is good. Um, I think that, you know, they're counting on him to be like an, a three or a four, and that's, that's fine. Uh, Lance Lynn, I didn't understand that at all until yesterday when he came in and replaced Sonny Gray after Sonny Gray got booted from the game in the second inning, and he pitched really well, and I was like, well, maybe this guy's going to take Sonny Gray's spot. I mean, like, Lance Lynn is not pitching on any postseason roster, but I think that he will function as our fifth starter for the rest of the season. And Sonny Gray is going to be moved to the bullpen and possibly to Scranton. Um, Zach Britton, hmm. they basically, they only had, um, they, they replaced Chase and Shreve, who was fine with Zach Britton, who has so far been really good for the Yankees. So, I mean, that's kind of a hard one to argue with. Um, and I didn't mind the return they gave up for him either to Baltimore. So... I think they did an okay job with their pitching staff. I just wish they'd done a little bit more. Yeah. All right. We belabored over the Rays already. The Indians, who needed some center field help, went out and got Leonis Martin from the Tigers. And then they also traded their top switch hitting catcher prospect, Francisco Mejia, 
for Brad Han and Adam Simber, who we already already talked about. Could have done more. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if Leonis Martin's going to be enough. I get it. He's going to platoon because he's a left-handed bat, but I don't know. I would have loved um, Dozier. Yep. Or Escobar. Either one of those yep. two I thought would have been good moves. There was also rumors of McCutcheon. <sighs> yeah, McCutcheon would have been good. Um, McCutcheon could still get traded. He might still get moved. Still could happen. I would have loved Castellanos to them too, but... Mm. It seems a little underwhelming, especially for a team yeah. that like definitely needs some help. But yeah, and they're going to platoon Rajay Davis and Leonis Martin. It's like, ugh, I don't know about that. Yeah, that, that would have been good five years ago. But <laughs> I mean, we'll see. It's not like they're in a competitive division, so it's going to all come to a head when they get into the playoffs. Obviously. All right, so we get to the most controversial of all of them. Yeah, Roberto Uzuna traded for Ken Giles and two prospects. And he's suspended for a domestic violence incident currently. Yeah, so and the the kind of the the interesting thing about this one, and it kind of harkens back to the Chapman deal, but the difference with the Chapman deal is the legal part of everything was already done. This, he's still... He hasn't started the trial yet. I guess he like had his plea trial yesterday, and he pled not guilty. I have no idea how the Canadian legal system works, so I'm not sure. I can't speak specifically to like timelines or anything like that, but he still could get convicted. He could still serve jail time. Um, it just seems like a really unnecessary move. I just I don't understand why you would introduce that to your bullpen or to your club when you have such a like you're kind of renowned for your culture coming off a really successful year obviously you won the world series and there was plenty of other closers out there just doesn't make any sense to me Uh, i don't know i mean what did they really give up for him though maybe that's where you gotta look yeah, I mean, but that, that almost seems like that's kind of the point of, like, I mean, not that I don't think this ever there's, like, an excuse for this. Like, I, w- I was really uncomfortable with the Chapman trade, so I, I, I get where the Astros fans are at. Um, but even, like, it wasn't like this is the only reliever on the market. There was several premium relievers on the market. There was some that didn't even get moved. There was one that you were linked to forever that what the Yankees gave up was not that much. So I find it hard to believe that you couldn't match that. Um, yeah, it just, doesn't, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like, and you have one of the most outspoken players in the league against bad behavior in Justin Verlander. And there's been some really amazingly awkward interviews with him and other members of the Astros about this. So. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I just, I just think this is this unnecessary, stupid move, and I think unfortunately, what's going to happen is if this works out, it's going to be looked at as like a genius move by Lou now, and like that's kind of what happened with Cashman and and this and the, the series of uh, Chapman trades that he made, where 
now people look back on that and like, what a genius he was. When really it was just like, no, he was a scumbag who <laughs> took advantage of trading for someone for nothing for a player that no one wanted to touch. And then he flipped him. And then he signed that same player with questionable morals to a giant record-breaking contract. So, yeah, I, I hate it. I hated the Chapman thing. I hate this one. I think it's stupid. I think that I'm, I like the fact that the Blue Jays got rid of him. I just wish that they could have gotten rid of him in a different way. And then also, <laughs> you got rid of him, then you also added Ken Giles to your team. So, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Known psychopath. Yeah. And they also went out and got Martin Maldonado to catch. I like that one. Yeah. All right. On to the Atleticos, who are tied with the Mariners for the second wildcard spot currently, which is incredible. Uh, They went out and got Familia well before the deadline for two prospects in international money. And I really like this move. And he's been pitching well so far. And I... Also, there was Nightingale tweeted out on the trade deadline that they went on, they got Mike Fires from the Tigers. And I was like, oh, this is beautiful. I was pumped. And then it turns out that that was not true in the least. <laughs> oh, I was just looking that up. But, yeah, so, Susan Slusser, the A's, you know, renowned beat writer, was like, no, they're not even close. So Fires is still on the Tigers. Yeah, he's still a Tiger. The A's okay. never, never officially got him. Okay. I like that deal, though. So what do you think about about how the A's did as an A's fan? I would have liked him to see get Mike Fires or some other starting pitching, but I don't know. Maybe you get it before September 1st, but we'll we'll see. This is kind of like a gift year to an A's fan because you didn't expect this uh, this level of competition. So it's been it's been nice so far. Yeah, I think like... <laughs> Your bullpen is really good. Your infield is really good. I think the only thing I would have liked to have seen is maybe you add, like, a fourth outfielder. And I definitely would have liked to have seen another, like, a Lance Lynn go to you guys. Yeah. I would have loved for the A's to have traded for Kevin Gosman. Oh, that would have been incredible. But I think he would have done really well in that giant cavernous ballpark. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I think a little a little disappointing that that was the only move that they made. But I mean, then again, this team has been on fire as they are. So yeah, and they just DFA'd your boy Dustin Fowler. What? Yeah, he was not hitting well in the least. Oh man, so you got Canna or Kana, however you say that dude's name? Yeah, Mark Canna. Yeah, then you got Piscotti. And then Martini, whoever the hell that guy is. It's beautiful. Hmm. Interesting. He'll be back, I'm sure. I'm sure. I guess that sunny gray trade isn't looking so bad after all. <laughs> How do you like your Seattle Mariners? I am so sad that Adam Warren got traded for money. Oh, suck it. Take good care of him. Good for the Jerry Mariners. Poto. Good for the Mariners. Um, yeah, I think that the Mariners did a great job with their bullpen. 
Um, I like Cameron Mabin to them. Like that's kind of the move that I like a move like that is like what I was kind of thinking for the the A's. But yeah, they mm-hmm. got they got Adam Warren for nothing and Zach Duke for two prospects. And I have no idea how Zach Duke is pitching anymore. Used to be yeah. good, but <laughs> um but yeah, I uh I like what they did. Um I think that there's not really an area of clear need for this team. So I think uh, hopefully they can keep their pitching staff together and they can continue to make a push. But, yeah, I, I like this team a lot. Yeah, same here. I just like when likable players go to likable teams, mm-hmm. a la Cameron Maven to, the, Maven to the Mariners. So it would be and, fun to watch. And Warren. Yeah, and Warren. Yeah. <laughs> Your Braves, very active at the deadline. I love it. I love everything that and they what, did. Yeah, and they needed pitching badly. And they went out and they got Kevin Gosman, Darren O'Day, and Brock. I love that. Not bad. So they they, they added Brock and, and your favorite, uh, Venters. Uh, so they picked up two bullpen pieces for money. They didn't even give up prospects mm-hmm. for them. Um, the Gossman O'Day, I don't know anything about the prospects they were give, they, they gave up for that, but O'Day, I believe, is a free agent at the end of the year, so this is a rental. But Gossman, you're going to have him for a while. Hopefully you can turn this guy around. Uh, he's had so much promise forever. I think he just needed to escape the oppressive Orioles pitching development system. <laughs> um and Duvall to this team is great. I think that guy, like, because he's been, not that he's a superstar or anything, but because he's been hiding in Cincinnati for so long, I think people don't really know much about him. He's good. He's a solid player. So I like it. I loved the Gosman trade. It surprised the crap out of me. Yeah. Um, I think that this could end up being, if we're going to compare this to the um, – Archer trade, this could potentially end up being a bigger success. Yeah, it's quite possible. Gosman has a lot of potential, so hopefully he can he can turn it around. Yeah. And and the oh the Braves pitching is just so bad, so anything positive will be good. <laughs> yeah. They also got Adam Duvall from the from the Reds, which is kind of surprising. Yeah. Yeah, the the Braves pitching isn't that bad. I mean, they, they're we, wheeling out Anibal Sanchez hey, and Brandon McCarthy. You're you're wheeling out uh, Edwin Jackson as one of your best starters, dude. So I don't really <laughs> think you have much of a leg to stand on here. That's just some Billy Bean genius. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Anibal Sanchez has been having a really good year. Uh, Sean Newcomb almost threw a no hitter the other night. That dude's been pitching well. Fulton Evicks has been pitching well. So. Uh, that was funny. We went to the A's Giants Battle of the Bay. I was like, oh, I didn't even look who's pitching. And I looked down, I'm like, oh, Edwin Jackson. What? <laughs> he pitched well, though, didn't he? Yeah, pitched really well. He's been doing good. Yeah, All right. Who, who was, it was, uh, I think we saw we saw him pitch against Pud Rodriguez's son. Yeah. It's a real, yep. uh, real pitcher's Derek duel. Derek Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah, real battle. It was a good game. Well pitched. Uh, All right. 
your Phillies go out and get Wilson Ramos and as Drupal Cabrera. I did not realize Cabrera got traded. <laughs> when I was doing this, until right now, I was getting looking, analyzing all this stuff last night, and I also did not realize that Cabrera got traded. Yeah, um, I guess he's going to be their starting shortstop. <laughs> no, oh man, they've been having Scott Kingery play there, and Kingery just hasn't been playing that well. Um, he signed that contract, which basically guaranteed that he was going to be in the bigs right away, when he probably could yeah. use some more time developing. The old, um, the old uh, Jonathan, uh, who's that, Jonathan Singleton? Or yeah. What's that guy's name? Yeah, he pulled the old Singleton deal. <laughs> but. but, man, you look at this team, and it's kind of funny because, like, you look at this same lineup in the beginning of the year, and you're like, ugh, what a gross team. And you look at them now, and you're like, hey, this team's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I would have liked for them to have gotten a third baseman. I thought, like, Mike Moustakis made a lot of sense for them. I think Mikel Franco is... Yeah, I know he's been playing better as of late. I just have absolutely no confidence in this guy. Um, and I would have loved for them to have added their bullpen. I think their bullpen is a weak spot, but... Other than that, there's not really yeah. much you can say. And what are the chances on the same roster you have a Duble Herrera and his Drupal Cabrera? <laughs> like a Dr. Seuss wet dream. That's insane. They better not bat them back to back. That's going to be a little. Yeah. It's going to be a little much. Twister. But I mean, you have like the the MVP front runner on your team. Uh, Aaron Nola oh, is definitely a Cy oh, Young okay. contender. No, I'm saying Aaron Nola. You have the MVP front runner and a Cy Young front runner on the same team. So gotcha, gotcha. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think that they're still in first, right? <laughs> keep on, see. keep on waiting for them to drop out of first, and it's just not happening. So, yeah, they are still in first. Let's see how many by how many games they are up half a game on Atlanta, five on Washington, and then it falls off a cliff. But yeah, I mean, it'll be it's going to be an exciting race to watch down the stretch. But I like this team a lot more than I thought. I did, and it's been really cool to watch Aaron Nola like, turn into this amazing ace this season. Yeah, I, I don't think at the beginning of the season you would have said the NL East race is going to be fun and the <laughs> AL West is going to be interesting. Yeah. Houston is Houston is leading, but Seattle and Oakland are only five back. Yeah, no, you're totally right. So yeah. I would not have expected that at, at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I mean, I think the NL East is maybe the most surprising division of them all. Yeah. This is very strange. All right. Once again, your Brewers disappoint at the trade deadline. They go and get Jonathan Shope, or sh- how do you say it? Scoop from... Scope. <laughs> Jonathan Scope. Scope. Scope, thank you, from the Baltimore Orioles. They get Mike Moustakis, and then they get Joaquin Soria. And it's like, so what is that infield now? You're going to move Shaw to second... Scope well, is going to play short and Moose at third. Like, what is happening? Well, Scope is a second is a second baseman. Like, I know I I think that he has played some short in the past, but I would be surprised if they're thinking of him as a primary um, shortstop. Arcia is fine. Like the I know like when they because they did the Mustakas trade first. 
So the idea was, all right, we're going to have Travis Shaw play second. But Travis Shaw has never played second before professionally. And, you know, you can have Moose move over to first, but you already have three first basemen. I think I would love this if they hadn't traded for Moustakis. Yeah. You got too many corner infielders. Too many corner infielders. However, if you look at their lineup, it's kind of an A's move. You know, it's kind of like the old Billy Bean where it's like, who cares if they can field as long as they can hit? (laughs) And uh, this lineup is like all of a sudden pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. Like you got Kane, Yelich. Let me pull up what like what their what their order was last night, but I mean it's like I was looking at the box score last night and it was just like holy crap, this is impressive. They still lost, but <laughs> all right. So that Kane, Yelich, Aguilar, Scope, Braun, Mustakis, Perez, Pena. That's not bad, dude. That's pretty. No. That's pretty amazing, and that's not even like Thames wasn't even in the lineup last night. Um, yeah, that's a that's a pretty yeah, impressive cur- team. They they currently sit one game back of the of the, the Chicago Cubs in the Central. Let's see where they are. I mean, I guess and that they they're were, they were like we up can't two get in the wild card. They're like we can't get any pitching, so let's just like pull a Rockies move and just get as much offense as we can. Yeah. What would be All great bats. is if they would sit Braun and move Shaw to left field. Hmm. Now you got a team. Yeah, he is like the one unlikable piece on that team, <laughs> Ryan Braun. Man, he's just not that good anymore. Well, he also is the worst. Yeah, he's he's the a worst. jerk. All right. We talked about your pirates and their moves. The Chicago Cubs get Kinsler from the Nationals, Cole Hamels, and Jesse Chavez. So I read something really interesting this morning that Kinsler was, that was the only move the Nationals made. They didn't add, they only traded one player. And supposedly he got traded because uh, they suspect that he has been the source of anonymous leaks. I love about it. Like, it's like high school. I love it. And then they also uh, dropped Sean Kelly yesterday because he threw his glove down after giving up a home run. Yeah. I love it. And uh, Rizzo said, you're either, what did he say? He's like, you're either with us or you're in the way. And he was in the way. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah, he said, you're either in it or you're in the way. There my, you go. It's gonna be my, my wife's going to love that. It's going to be my new favorite thing I'm going to be saying all the time. <laughs> Um, if I could just real like real quick talk about the Nationals. If you're if you're so concerned about your clubhouse culture, why don't you trade the idiot that after he was being interviewed after they lost to the Marlins on a JT Riomoto winning hit? This guy said we wouldn't have lost if you if we had traded for him. That's your boy Bryce Harper. Well. Not that he should have said it, but hey, he ain't wrong. Are you kidding me, dude? Oh, I'm so what? this guy. No How way, long have they dude. needed catching help? I'm not saying I'm I'm not defending that he said it. I'm saying that he's not wrong. 
if that makes Who, sense. What if you were going to list though? GMs that in the last three years have done the most to improve their roster. Rizzo has to be in there. It doesn't matter if you do the most. They can't get past the NLDS. So he's not doing enough. So what? What they're obviously asking, what they're asking for. Apparently, the Marlins want um, Victor Robles. Yeah, well, that's insane. I'm not saying go get JT Romuto. I'm saying. They he, they need some help, and everybody knows it. And Rizzo ain't getting them any help. This is That's my, my point. point. My point is, how about we wouldn't have lost the game if you're hitting like two twenty, with oh. like seven hundred OPS. You lose totally it. agree. Totally agree. But he's not gonna he's not gonna kamikaze his season and trade Bryce Harper. No one's going to come to the games, and they're just going to give up? No way, dude. Well, they should trade. I bet if they traded that dude, they would just rock it straight to first. No. Zero chance. Get him out of here. Sucks. Five games back of the NL wild card right now. I hope that he Ooh. signs with the Red Sox. Ooh. And five back in their division. He do, yeah, I could see him on the Phillies or the Sox. He's going to be a Yankee, and then we're never going to hear the end of it, just like you and Stan. Stan, the greatest Gross. player of all time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Play Baseball? Back the tapes from a year ago. <laughs> anyway, Cole Hamels, gross, but he, I don't know, gets Tyler Chatwood out of their rotation, which is probably good. Oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> he's done a solid And we were high on the Chatwood service. deal, too. We were like, we were saying uh, Theo's a genius, all this stuff. It has not panned out. Yeah, that was, I mean, and we weren't alone. I think a lot of people thought that was a really good signing. And, man, the guy, like, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but, like, he pitched, like, 110 innings and had 108 walks. Yeah, that's brutal. It's kind of amazing that he didn't have a worse season than he did. Like, I would look at box scores, it's like, he pitched six innings, he walked seven people, he struck out two, and he only gave up three runs. Like, how is that even <laughs> possible? <laughs> he just can only pitch under pressure. He just manufactured it, manufactured it himself. <laughs> oh, man, but yeah, I'm yeah. Glad, glad to see him moved out. That was, that was rough stuff. And then your Dodgers go out, and they get Brian Dozier. For Love Logan Forsyth and two prospects. Love it. They should, it's have, a, do, they should have done this 18 months ago. Yeah, but I just hate that I like Brian Dozier a lot, and I hate that he's on the Dodgers. Mm. I, I'm no Giants fan. I got no invested rivalry. I hate the Dodgers. They really? are disgusting. I did not Machado, know Machado. You did. Puig. Gross. I, supposedly, I forget which trade it was, but Puig was on the block for a trade that they were negotiating. Thank God they didn't do it. Now you got Puig and Machado on the same team. Oh, it's great. I love it. Disgusting. And you heard about the uh, the Braves announcer ripping him for wearing like T-shirts during batting practice. Did yeah. you hear about this? Yeah, and which I, think I also heard that absurd. he was like particularly going after Chase Utley who happened to be wearing a T-shirt of the uh, cancer charity that he... 
It's founded. And since when is like, well, since when is Chase Utley like the Derek Jeter, you know, of baseball? Like this dude's been gross his whole career. What is what's changed because he's old now? Like, come on, dude. I think like you know, I I hate Chase Utley. I hated those Phillies teams, but I feel like you have to give him some like begrudging respect. For what? He's like an old school dude. Like he plays the game hard, and you know he's like one of those hard. Like, yeah, he's like a likable. By what breaking Tejada's leg at second base? Exactly. Dude's a dirt bag. He is a dirt bag. But I mean, you need those. Called- you you need the dirt bags. No, to what? To Bean? To yeah, someone to, dis- to hit? Come on, dude. To dislike? Yeah, no, I dislike him plenty. Um, but dude, to, but. I actually really like these moves that the Dodgers made. I'm kind of surprised they didn't add more to their bullpen <coughs> beyond just Axford, but I think you just completely reworked your infield, and they look like a completely different team now. Yeah, and it'll be interesting with Dozier could say it with a little more protection around him, not, you know, everybody hitting 195. Yeah. <laughs> Logan Morrison trying to hit home runs exclusively. Get out of here. <coughs> All right, your Diamondbacks go out, and they get Jake Diekman from the Rangers, Ziegler from the Marlins, Eduardo Escobar, and Andrese from the Rays. I like it. I've not heard yeah. of that guy. I like them all. I like all these moves. The Rangers were visiting the Diamondbacks when Diekman got traded. So Diekman got in the bullpen cart and rode it from one bullpen to the other. Badass. That is pretty badass. That is awesome. Um, I like, too, that you have Diekman and Ziegler are both sidewinders from opposite sides. Mm. Um, I love the addition of Eduardo Escobar. I think that's kind of like the... Hopefully, it'll have the same effect like Nunez had for the Red Sox last year. Um, yeah, I think they did a good job. Nothing bad to say. Unlike the next team. <clears throat> are you kidding me, Rockies? All you add is a washed-up reliever? <laughs> like, what the heck are you thinking? You guys are in contention for first place. Just a, I don't even know. I mean, I think they're aware of like what's on the line for me if they don't win the division. I've sent them yeah. emails, you know. <laughs> I just I don't get it. Yeah. They have a bunch of areas of need. Like you're like basically you're adding to your fail bullpen with someone who else is going to fail. It's like, how about a first baseman? Ustakis would have been great there. Yep. No, I, I just agree. Think, I, 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 don't, I don't get it. I don't like it. Yeah. All right. Uh, you want to get into what's going on with the Cardinals and then uh, a couple year-ending injuries, and then we'll do our weekly topics? Sounds good. Um, All right. What the hell is going on in St. Louis? So the first domino to fall 
was Mike Matheny getting fired. Then you get the whole Dustin Fowler, the owner calls him lazy or... Dexter Fowler. Yeah, Dexter Fowler, sorry. And then Tommy Pham is traded after he apparently was outspoken against the front office. So it's like, what is happening? Yeah, it's just, man, they are... And there was like all this stuff with the problems with the bullpen and it's this this team that has been for years like the model of stability and the model of like like you know the cardinal way of like the way a team should be and like they're known for their culture and it just seems like ooh it's going they're to calling hell. they're like hey you want to come back or <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then Greg Holland and Lyons get DFA'd also. Like, Brutal. What is happening? Yeah, Greg Holland pitched horribly this year after turning down the same contract that Wade Davis was offered. Whoops. Whoopsie. Yeah, I, I think just, I'd be firing Boris or whoever reps him. Bad call. <laughs> I uh, I read this. This isn't something I figured out on my own, but they've had this series of moves with their outfielders over the last couple of years where they keep on trading veterans to make way for the young guys and it hasn't worked out. They traded Alan Craig, they traded John Jay to make room for Gritchick and Piscotti. They traded Gritchick and Piscotti to make room for Fam. Now they're trading Fam. It's like they just can't keep a stable outfield together and they have all these like exciting outfield prospects that keep coming up that aren't panning out. To be clear, Fam was not one of them. No one expected Fam to turn into what he was. But um, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't not be surprised if there's a front office shakeup. Um, I know Mazelok had a really testy um, interview with some reporters after the game the other day, which is like very unlike him. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I think you hmm. fire Mazelok. I don't know who you bring in. You hire Joe Girardi. Yeah. He settles things down for you. Bench coach, bench coach Carlos Beltran. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All I mean, right. They got, some, they, they got some young pitching, so it's not like this team could have a bright future. It's just got to get their act together, man. So Johnny Cueto getting Tommy John. Oof. He's not a young man either, so it's going to be interesting. We'll probably see him in 2020. This might be it. Hopefully not. He is enjoyable to watch. I mean, I think he might be done. I think this might be might be the end of his career. Mm. He was getting surgery on both of his heels. I guess he had calcification in both of his heels. And initially, I didn't think this was a big deal. It turns out this is a like, huge deal and like hmm. something that people don't always recover from. Um, the recovery time is like as long as Tommy John. Oh. Um, and I imagine you can't do them both at the same time because 
then you can't walk at all. It's like I know like when they have to do like bilateral knee replacements, they'll do one and then the other. So Ugh, terrible. I don't know. I don't know much about it, but man, this is what a disaster for the Mets. And we didn't even yeah. get into like what a disaster the Mets are and how dumb they were, <laughs> but this <laughs> trade deadline, but man, just like everything that could go wrong seems to be going wrong for them. So Oof. Ugh. And then the last thing Milwaukee needs, Brent Suter getting Tommy John. Yeah, and this, and they knew about this last week. And they didn't have pitching. <laughs> I just I don't I don't get it. But yeah, anyway. Brent Suter out. Not their best pitcher, but you know he's a solid pitcher, so that's definitely a significant loss for them. So, we'll yeah, see if they can they can recover from that. All right, on to uh, well, we've done all our award predictions for the year, so we'll just have to wait and see how it goes. Uh, let's see, on to your jabroni of the week. This is a rough one. There's a lot. I'm gonna I'm gonna get there I'm is gonna a have, lot. I'm going to have three this week, and I'm not even. <laughs> There's a good chance ours overlaps, so go ahead. Okay, my first one is hand, foot, and mouth disease. <laughs> which, after getting Noah Syndergaard, has now gotten Jay Happ on the Yanks. It's like, what the heck is going on here, guys? This is a, this is a disease for babies. Yeah, wash your children. Oof. My second is Jeff Lunau and the whole Astros organization for that dumb trade. Mm-hmm. And my third is Bryce Harper for complaining about not having JT Riamoto when you're having one of your worst offensive seasons of your career. What I'm quite... I'm quite... I had a single jabroni of the week, now I have a double. Okay, number one, you, for not mentioning my <laughs> jabroni of the week. And he had three chances, and that would be Gary Sanchez. And just how despicable he is, and how he is horrible for baseball in general. What is the matter with this guy? I have sent you numerous clips of just him with runners on base. He's like down on his knees, just being as lazy as possible, being the worst defensive catcher, like making an effort to be the worst defensive catcher in the history of the world. Now this dude doesn't hit. This dude had a pass ball go by. Someone scored from second base because he, like, just mailed it home and just walked over to grab the ball like an idiot. Then, in the same game, base is loaded. He grounds out to second base, or he grounds out to short, and I can't remember who. They were coming in hard to second base. They slide their safe, and because he's so lackadaisical in everything that he does, he gets thrown out at first, and the game's over. They don't tie the game. Because he's an idiot. I don't disagree. I had a whole Gary Sanchez rant ready to go. I have a whole thing about his future with the Yankees that we didn't get to get to today. We can talk about it next time because I talked about the Yankees enough. But, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think they have a major problem. Absolutely. They need to do some ma- a reevaluation about what the future of that club is going to look like. And I don't think it should include Jerry, Gary Sanchez. I this dude loved- has just been told, if you hit, it will fix everything. Well, guess what? You ain't hitting, and you suck. Yeah. I would have loved <laughs> nothing more than a giant trade where they 
traded with the Marlins for JT Rimuto and included Gary Sanchez and some top prospects going back. I would have been completely happy with that trade. I don't know what you do with him. I don't know either. I don't think he I mean, I think they should trade him. Yeah. All right. Well, we we thank you for tuning in to episode 30 of the Baseball Podcast. We'll be streaming on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can visit our website, thebaseballpc.com. Or visit us on Twitter and Instagram at the Baseball PC. Thank you. Later.